For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Oh my gosh. I wonder how many times we have to try to put this episode out. Like, fully do it before it's done. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. But maybe we can do this, guys. We tried to record this twice already. Yeah. Better be appreciative of the story. And forgive us that it's a tiny bit late. Yeah, yeah. It happened. Yep. But this week's kind of been a shit show, so. Oh, well, I think that's the whole year. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's still 2020. It's been going on so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still 2020. (laughs) I I just read this thing. I just sent it to you. And it says, I love it. When when COVID is over, it's starting to sound like when I win the lotto. Yes, yes, you did send me. I thought you were talking about the German chick, and I was like, oh, yeah, I love that. I love that too, but I'm not going to read that whole thing on the podcast. Yeah, well, she's right. <laughs> Freaking Americans are starting to look like a shit show because we won't wear fucking masks. You're going to yeah. offend all of our listeners. Uh, well, you know what? If we don't offend someone, we're not doing our job right. I've had this model since I was like 10. Yeah, you really have. <laughs> I mean, come on. I made you, made you make me flip you off in your own book. Yeah. There you go. See? Happy still 2020. Happy still COVID. Happy never freaking ending here. I remember the whole, oh, yeah, no, it should be gone by freaking April. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'll be gone for by April. Warmth comes. It'll be gone. That was a great Trump impression. Thank you. I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> oh, guess what, though? I had someone reach out to me today saying that they bought a Keep Fucking Going shirt today. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yes. I'm like, wait a second. So, that's... We don't have one out, but apparently we need one. Um, yes. She's like, I couldn't find them on your website, so I just found one. And I was like, oh. And so she sent me a picture of it, and I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. I think we we might need one then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Apparently we need merch. Yeah, if you guys are going to go out and start looking for it, we might as well be the ones making it, right? Heck, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll look into that, uh, and I'll let you guys Speaking know. Which, remind me when our anniversary is, because I have the best anniversary present for you ever. You do? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, like, no, no, I want to say November. I'd have to look it up, to be honest. This is episode 46? Yeah. So that means six November months. 11th. No, it's November 6th, sorry. November 6th. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's our first one. November 6th. 
Okay, so November 6th, because I have the best present for you ever. It might take a little while, though, so I need to make sure. What? Oh, my gosh. It means I got to try to top that. I got to figure that out. Yeah, I got to try to top that. That's for sure. Well, By the what? way, freaking, you're not going to want to miss this month's Patreon, people. Oh, no. no. Aubrey's doing something special with, you know, the happiest place on earth, Disneyland, and freaking cold cases. Well, technically, they're not cold cases. That's why it's going on the Patreon. But um, we are indeed going to talk in our Patreon this week about the murders of Celebration Village that is like the Disneyland village in Florida. And I do have two lovely murders to cover there and both are pretty messed up. Yeah, so if you wanna hear some messed up shit, well, I mean, you already came to the right podcast, but you'll even hear some more fucked up shit on that too. Valid. Yeah. Plus, I mean, we've already got some other crap on there. I mean, we had on Ahmad Alberry before he even really got talked about. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lori Hacking. And there's a few other people on there. I just can't rumble them off right off my top of my head, apparently. But I think we have like six or seven of them up there. Yeah. Is it more than that? More than that? I don't, I don't remember. We'll have to look. Anyway, all right, we can get into this. Yeah. Okay, it is April 7th, 1997 in Manchester, United Kingdom. And on this evening, on the April 6th, 1997, so Paul had been visiting a local pub with a few of his friends. And they were basically all on Ashton Road, but they were just, they were going pub hopping, having a good time. So, and they, he actually bumped into his dad one time um, while he was at the local club. And so, you know, people there, they did see him there. So there is confirmation that he really was there that night. Okay. He also had a, Paul also had a, um, in his home, a security system because his family had been having another dispute with a few other people. And so they're like, well, just as a precaution, just have it just in case. Although it was never directly with Paul that they were having this dispute with. So, because okay. um, normally, actually, he lived in one of those towns that was just smaller and everyone normally just left their doors unlocked and everything. Oh, doesn't it always happen that way? Of course. You would eventually think people would learn not to do that. You would think. But yet, you know, not giving out I my live mother's in a small location. Town. It's safe. Not giving out my mother's location, but she does that. Leaves it open. I could just randomly show up one day and all of her doors are unlocked. That's Sad. fantastic to know. Mm-hmm. So um, but you know, he did he had these burglar burglar alarms on. And okay. he put them on every morning. And so the next morning, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. So A, he didn't get home from the, from the pub from probably about 2 to 1. This is what we're guessing. And, uh, so, you know, B, he's like, who in the world is at my door this early? So he 
ends up turning off his burglar alarm real quick and answer the door. Because if he didn't, then the burglar alarm was going to go freaking nuts. And what happened next is he was stabbed to death 18 times. And it is believed that two different men stabbed him because there was two different knives with two different sets of fingerprints found at the scene. Okay. Okay. Okay, so theories about this. Also, I just wanted to mention, too, his name is Paul McGrath, but he was also known as Maggie sometimes. Sure, because well, how right? doesn't Paul McGrath translate to Maggie? I, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, that sounds completely logical. But I know. <laughs> it is. It is logical. <laughs> so, um, so I never was able to confirm this. Like, so, you know, right away my head goes to, okay, was he maybe like, I don't know, transgender or something. I cannot, I cannot confirm or deny it. I don't know. Apparently it was just from what his sister said, it was a nickname that just kind of stuck. No idea why. Yeah, that's super random sounding. Okay. Yeah. Well, and what's even more interesting is he had a girlfriend when he was 16, um, and then they broke up about when he was about 19, and he's 34 now, and he's never really been with anyone else. Okay. So, so I don't know, you know. But but there is statements in there that say that will say Paul or Maggie, so I don't want people to confuse it, is the exact same person. Okay. Yes. You know, there was this family dispute. And according to his sister, though, they're not allowed to say who is in this family dispute or what happened. That's what the local police are saying, like telling her not to say anything. So, you know, every morning... I wake up and I start off with some coffee because I barely function as it is, let alone if I have no coffee. But I really just don't, don't dig black coffee. Hmm. So what do you use then to help spice it up? Well, you know, I used to always go buy expensive coffees and, you know, that's, that's really crazy to do that all the time. And then I found skinny mixes. Skinny mixes... <laughs> are no calories and super flavorful and you put a little of it in your coffee uh and then it or you know what too like even if you go somewhere like those fun shodas shops or whatever and they have the fun flavors well you can bring that directly to your home with skinny mixes and if you use uh, code theories with that guys you can get 10 percent off your order with skinny mix because that is in your tire order is 10% off. There was this family dispute and one of the local detectives is firm and believes that this vendetta that got out of hand had nothing to do with Paul slash Maggie and but they took it out on him anyways. Okay. Regardless of not if that's because like you know because it was his dad, his mom, and his sister that all had this feud against this other family. Okay. So there is speculation that it was against him because of, they were like, well, um, we could go off and just kill him. You know what I mean? As yeah. Like, to get revenge or whatever to hurt them. Okay. There was a dispute, though, at the bar. 
And this dispute happened with John Andrews, who was accusing Paul while they were at the bar of sleeping with his wife. Okay. Apparently, but we don't even know if he was into sleeping with people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of why I pointed that out, too, because I'm like, huh, that's, that struck me as odd there. So, with that, um, so, John, yeah, had accused Paul of sleeping with his wife, and some other friends and stuff that have been there at the pub with John say that he's not only done this once, he's done this with a few other people claiming that. Wait, so he's obviously, a few people have slept with his wife? Yeah. Okay. So apparently John and his wife do not have the best relationship because there's something. Obviously there's, you know, a trust issue going on there. Sure. So actually an arrest made for John and one of his friends, which is Michael White, because they were to have seen have an allegation with Paul before the murder the night before. They were actually both um, arrested for the murder. I mean, this is 1997. State had was the fact that they fought with each other. So they said that they fought with each other that night. And they said that, you know, they followed him home. And maybe they went off to um, blow off some steam. And maybe they killed Paul. That's, That's it. That's it. I mean, so it's very possible that this guy was just, you know, angry that he happened to do a bunch of times in a bar, and then someone else killed him. Yes. All right. So, and just to note, too, so uh, John lived with his wife, and he lived um, with Mr. White, who was also the one that was put on saying that he killed him as well, which is Michael White, and another guy, and one more. So there was all these guys with this one woman living in all the same house. Oh, wow. So they were living a mile away from where Paul lived. So literally, you know, they were just a few doors down. I mean, it's not that far. Yeah. So if you wanted, you know, to walk there or whatever, it would have been easy to walk there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there was other stuff with John Andrews that said that, you know, he had blood, bad blood with other people. Um, said that he would go after just random other people and just start fights with them, especially in the club or something about his wife. So... Starting Um, fights with people and being a murderer are not the same thing. Right, right. And I mean, so the defense is, well, like, so the prosecutors was like, well, um, he was fueled by alcohol and hatred and he's had to do something about it. Yeah, but that doesn't prove that you're a murderer. It doesn't prove that you're a murderer. Yeah. Um, So they did find, um, though... So John's knives were missing from his home and the same knife found at the scene match mm-hmm. John's. Okay. Cuz he said that John claims that he lost his knives and oh. that he could he couldn't find them. He's like I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got ruined and I threw them away so I don't have the whole set cuz it was like a knife block set. 
feel but like it, you remember that. Yeah. And it matched the same ones that was at his home. And there was footprints at the scene that matched the same type of shoes that was worn by Mr. By Mr. Andrews. Okay, that's a little bit more. However, when they two were put on trial, they were cleared. The jury was uh, obviously said not guilty. Oh, okay. Um, they came back within a half hour of deliver- deliberation. So it was okay. pretty quick. Like to yeah. say, like, there's not enough evidence to convict these men of murder. Oh, okay. Um, and John Andrews ended up dying of health conditions in 2015. So he's no longer here anyway. Um, my question is, could there be forensics done and would it match? And I don't know. Um, so several weeks too before Paul's murder, a friend of John Andrews um, said that they had actually gotten into a fight, that he watched Paul and John got into a fight, mm-hmm. um, and that, he, that John actually put a um, baseball in his sock and beat Paul with it. But this incident was never reported to police. Yikes. So, and this man, um, he even testified against John and said, you know, um, his exact words were, I believe full-heartedly that Paul did this. He had bad blood with him before and he had bad blood with him then. His sister still believes that it was with this family dispute, which I don't know if it's with this guy or not. I would think I would assume that if it was with these same people, it would have come out by now. Yeah. Because they've been told basically don't talk about it. Like all that you can say is that there was a family dispute. Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, I mean, we're now in 2020. There's been stuff coming together now. I mean, it's been 23 years since this has happened that maybe with forensic evidence this case can be tied together yeah no kidding so and so yeah i mean that's that's what we have i reached out to paul's sister um i didn't get a response but i took a lot of these articles um some of them were actually back from 1997 where I saw the article, or they did a thing on his 20-year anniversary, which was three years ago. Okay. So, and then there was a, um, I found this one, I was on Reddit, actually. Someone was like, this is interesting, I wonder what happened to him. And I was like, okay. So I found it, I found whatever information I could. I really would like to know, what is that argument with the family, though? Like, what is that argument and why is it so important to keep that a secret and to keep who was in that argument with the other family a secret? There's got to be something there that the police were like, hey, if they know this, then they obviously have credible information. Yeah. 
That's the only thing I can think of. You know? Yeah. That's kind of true. I wouldn't have been able, if I was on that jury, to put those other two in jail for murder. With just that evidence. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. But I just, I feel like there's a big piece missing here. Yeah, it definitely leaves some unanswered questions, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's very, I mean, if they were at the same bar together, too, points them out there, and they had feud before, okay, so I can see that adding up, but I don't know. So, what if there was someone else there who is, like, you know, a killer who heard the fight and goes, hmm, there's a good guy to blame if I go kill this guy tonight. Follows him home when he's super drunk. Like, Yeah. That could have happened. And it's kind of interesting, though. So, like, there, the alarm system says it went off around 5.03. I don't know. I mean, too, I would think that he would have, well, okay, so the pub's probably, I know that they close around 2 here. Okay. So, that's if we're wrong. So it's two. He was drinking, and he had his friend home around two thirty. Unless he went, then sometimes you, know, you have a part after party for whatever, and then go over to your friend's house. But I wonder too, what if he just got home? Like, what if he did just get home, and then said it and thought, oh well, maybe. Okay, what is it? Someone else must have dropped some, like, forgot something or something. Yeah. Like he was in a vehicle with someone or something and got dropped off, and then they're like, "Oh, they must be knocking on the door because they forgot something." Because it's 1987. We don't. Mm. We're not now where we can just text. So that could have been. And then instead, someone followed him home. We were also allowed to go to bars. So. Yay! When we could do that. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't because I was like eight, but. Uh, yeah, no, I couldn't do it then either, but (laughs) I don't know, did they allow eight-year-olds in bars back then? I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I mean I'm not 100% convinced that it was John that killed him yeah, I can see why it definitely doesn't seem like a super solid case there. Right? Yeah. I mean, to have the knife, same knife smithing, it's like, okay, whatever. I am waiting for the forensic evidence to come back and tell me that it was or was not him. I mean, yeah. I mean, what kind of knife set was it? Was it a relatively common knife set? Yeah. They, I mean, they just said it was a kitchen knife set. So, I mean, what if... And it was two nights. And apparently this guy was missing the exact same two. Because also in the 90s, I feel, I mean, maybe it was just because once again I was eight, but I feel like there were a lot of kitchen vlog sets that were real similar. Oh my gosh. Yes. And people go door to door and like, hi, do you want me to sell you this murder weapon? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what they said. Exactly. (laughs) Look at how well this cuts. Do you see that? Look at that flesh. You can just cut bone with this. I bet you this could crack a bone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know that neighbor that you hate? You can use this at night. Maybe they would have got more sales. (laughs) Gosh. (sighs) 
do you really, really hate him? Like, really, really bad? Or what about your, uh, your apparently cheating wife there? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a full polyamorous thing. Because, I mean, there was like four different guys living in that one house. Well, I have no idea what was going on there. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, so the kitchen knives, unless they had, like, his specific DNA or fingerprints on the knife, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a little iffy. Yeah. Yep. I I can't put it, you know, be like 100%. Yeah, I think this guy, I don't, I don't know what happened to him. I know. I mean, he got stabbed. There you go. I do know what happened to him. He got stabbed. Maggie got stabbed. Maggie got stabbed. And I'm still so confused as, as to why he's called Maggie. I don't know. I, that would be an interesting thing to find out. Yeah, because I was trying to picture it, and I was trying to figure this out. And I was like, okay, what's his middle name? Nope. Okay, not Maggie. What the crap is going on? I was... Yeah. Because obviously Maggie and Paul don't relate at all. So I'm kind of trying to turn McGrath into Maggie. And that's, I know. I was trying to do that too. I just, I don't know. It wasn't working. <laughs> McGrath, Maggie, I'm not making a connection. Yeah, see? I'm not either. Oh. All right, guys. Well, um... If you know what happened to poor Paul Maggie or Paul McGee, Paul McGee, <laughs> sorry, um, or you have any theories about it, please let us know. Yes, yes, yes. We'd love to know what your crazy theories are. We always love to hear from you. Yes, we love you. Aww. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll keep fucking going. Hey, I've got to tell you about a local career training program that's in your backyard and won't break the bank. Fast Forward at Your Local Community College was created to match the needs of your area, meaning you'll train for open, available jobs. The moment you reach out, you'll get connected with a Fast Forward coach who can help you enroll in training that can lead to a job where you live. Grants and financial assistance available, and most programs last 6 to 12 weeks. Learn more and connect with your local Fast Forward career coach at fastforwardva.org.